Hey, Gary. Yes? Hey, do you want to do a podcast with me where we explore core topics? Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. Hey, and let's call it Queer Nundrum. Oh my God, yes. Awesome. Please listen carefully. Baby, we are back for season two. We enjoyed our break. It was wonderful. We'll get into all that fun stuff. But before we do, let's introduce ourselves in case you forgot who we are. I'm your host, Holly Greystone. And I'm your other fabulous host, Gary M. Thorne Jr. Goodness, I missed that. (laughs) Hey, man, it's good good to hear from you. Honestly, I won't be able to see you because instead of moving closer to me you moved further away what the f well yeah um so see here's the deal uh-huh <laughs> so, here go, here's so the excuses go. here we go here we go let's hear them so, yeah so um i was i had uh, spent my little over two years in in uh colorado in gunnison and mm-hmm. which is cold right now the last the last Three or four months seemed like 12 years. <laughs> I, I was looking for a new job. I was planning on looking. I had started looking at the Pacific Northwest, had actually applied for several jobs in the Pacific Northwest. Um, one of them I really wanted. Um, and that job, uh, they ended up unposting it because of COVID-related shit. Oh, fuck covid that, I know. And so um, I ended up just, I got uh, called for this job with all the same company still, but I got called about from a recruiter about a job in the healthcare field in, of all places, Texas. And would I want to apply for that position? And I laughed and go, I can apply, but I haven't ever worked healthcare. Uh, True. So I really, I don't know all this shit. And um, she goes, well, just apply and we'll see what happens. I go, okay, might as well, because it'll be, you know, if nothing else, I'll get some great experience for interviewing for it. So then, um, lo and behold, I interviewed and shoot, like four days later, I got a call and they offered me the job in um, Navasota, Texas is where I'm living now. Well, that's where my work is. I'm not well, living. And how warm are you right now? Um, I have, first of all, I'm right now in uh, sandals, <laughs> short shirt, <laughs> and this is where it's December 26th. The temperature today got to 81 degrees. I oh. think it's like 78 degrees outside right now. My God. And so, yeah, it's um, very, very warm. I was going to go swimming today. There, All the pools are outdoors. <laughs> Um, and the reason I didn't go so many days, I went by the pool and it was filled with people. I'm just sure. Like, so it's like, so just, you know, it's, um, so yeah. So, uh, Dean and I, um, I'm already here. I'm in, I'm in Texas staying in college, uh, station right now, which is where the home of Texas A&M is. We actually have bought a condo in Bryan, Texas. 
which we will get around the 14th of January. So for the moment, I'm in an Airbnb. Oh, okay. No, no Dean here yet. And I miss him and I didn't get to be with him for Christmas. I won't be able to be with him for New Year's Eve. But oh, wow. I know it sucks, but you know, well, you guys what... went through this a couple of years ago when you left then Pullman for Colorado, yeah. Gary stayed, or sorry, Dean stayed behind to, to finish up the packing and the moving. What did yeah. you learn from that experience that you guys are doing differently this time? Throwing away so much shit. We don't need, <laughs> uh, we are saving Dean's parents were both amazing artists. We're saving there are paintings and a couple other pieces of artwork that we've gotten. We're saving those. We uh, we are getting rid of, already got rid of before I left our sectional. We got rid of the recliner, um, getting rid of side tables, everything. The only thing we're keeping is our bed, okay. the treadmill, that's a good treadmill. And, um, and we're keeping, uh, I've got a family uh, rocker that we're keeping and Dean has a family, um, dresser that he's keeping other than that we're getting rid of everything and have really by the time i left we got rid of a lot of stuff already we were living in on lawn furniture so okay um, i remember last time when you guys moved we acquired some of the pieces that dean's uh parents had put together and we actually have since then had them framed and have showed them to you they turned out and they were beautiful pieces to begin with but framed by a master framer whoo Really well, yeah, no, pieces yeah, of I, life. When we were having our meeting earlier today, just to get back and kind of in the swing of things, because yeah, we haven't seen each other in forever, literally seen each other or talked to each other because we've both been so beyond busy. Yeah. In yeah. the in the background, there was I saw one of the paintings, and it was just very disconcerting to see a painting that belonged to one of Dean's parents. Going, oh, that's right. That those are yours now, which I'm glad you have them, and they are in a wonderful. They're in a wonderful carrying home. <laughs> yes, they it's, are. It's sort of disconcerting to see, you know. So it's just, it was. Really I'm sure. Weird. I'm sure. I, we have. I think in our living rooms, all the the Borland pieces are are actually in our living room. We call it um our gallery. <laughs> so when we, oh. we, my wife will turn to me in the mornings and she goes, "Shall we take our coffee in the gallery or in the?" in the dark room because our dark room is kind of like our video movie uh, yeah. place or man our woman cave or whatever you want to call it so it's it's fun it's beautiful bright pictures and and creative pieces that that they put together so I, i'm glad that we were able to acquire that before you guys left the first time and then moved even further away and then lo- now you're moved even further away yet again well and like i said i i was li- literally planning on moving back home I wanted yeah. to be back. Um, I had applied at a job in uh, near the Seattle area. I the farthest away job I applied at was in uh, Corvallis and Boise. I applied at, and then um, I actually applied at U of I for a job. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the one I really wanted, which was in this near Seattle, that one they canceled because of COVID. The other ones, if you look at the system, they're still in the process of hiring. I don't know what's going on. Well, a um, lot of I think there's just a lot of things happening with COVID. Because- and then to the administration of like HR administration isn't as fast and as efficient as the application process is. Right. I can apply to 20 jobs in under an hour and it will take them HR in general will take them 20 days or more to give you back a response. Oh, and we're talking about 
out like two and three months out. But you know, it's all cool because in the end, I and it's funny because they offered me this job, and I, I it's it's so funny because I I and I don't recommend doing this for jobs, folks. But I did. I asked. I go. One of my big concerns is I the job I'm leaving. The work life balance sucks. I need to make sure that there's a good work life balance. And they go, oh no! It, and they told me my hours. And I basically work from Monday through Friday now. I'm done by five o'clock every day, um, and I get weekends off and holidays off, which I'm like, okay. And then, saying, and then, then they met my offer that I asked for money, and I go, well, okay, fuck. I wish I would have asked for more, but you know. It's <laughs> got a nice I got a nice pay raise to move here so it was and then once I got here it just felt like home I have immediately just felt at home here and granted I live in a red state I know this but the area I live in is very LBGTQ plus friendly there's pride signs everywhere and it's obviously then it's a blue area in a red state. So mm-hmm. you and I, our plans are to help at least scrub this. I, I always say I scrub it blue, but we want to scrub it at least purple. We want to help scrub <laughs> this purple. So, um, and so we'll see what happens, but, um, and there's more, but let's, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll more, but let's let's volley it back to you for a minute. What's been going oh on? Oh my gosh! Well, you talked about when you said, "Oh yeah, my work." I you know, I was here for two years and it just went to crap. I mm-hmm. not the same in the sense like it went to crap, but my job got busier in Can general. I just for a minute, yes, my job, folks, understand, went to crap. All yeah, right. it went from being a good, good job where shit was getting done to just real shit. Yeah. Um, for me, quite the opposite. I went from okay, newbie in this in this company. Um, they're wanting to to launch an a artistic program, basically a performing arts center, and remodel an old 1956 building that was shit on for 25 years. And we're we're fixing that up, and we're using that space currently. But we're we have a five million dollar project that we just launched a couple of weeks ago, and already have one million raised in the efforts to remodel this to be the Pullman Performing Arts Center. And it's called the Gladish Performing Arts Center. And so things have really picked up there. The board's doing a lot of work. The management team, which I'm a part of, is doing a lot of work. Um, We have a great team for the maintenance and custodial uh, side of things. And there was, this just, like I said, there was years of just the building being crapped on, but the employees are also crapped on as well. And so there's a lot of healing going on there for uh, many of those individuals who are still there in the maintenance and custodial capacity and helping heal and and nurture those relationships because they're honestly they're good people they were just failed by the previous management and And the current management is one huh i just want to make sure people understand this has got a beautiful where you're where you're now working has a beautiful stage. It's an amazing stage. And the the actual remodeling of that stage is phenomenal. Uh, I mean, it's, if you ever seen the space, you'd be like, oh, okay, it's okay. You know, 1950s, it was fantastic, but we're going to have an, an actual elevator where we can bring set pieces up from the basement and there'll be ADA accessible and there'll be ADA bathrooms and there, the lighting system will actually be, you can lower it and computerize it rather than walking on a, a 24 inch wide catwalk suspended 200 feet in the air. Oh, 
if Gladish is okay with it, maybe occasionally we want to put things on our website about it, showing the progress that's being made. Maybe, or I just drop a link and you guys can check it out. They would do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just, it really has ramped up as we've gotten into that and our event spaces have gained, gained a lot of popularity, especially since people are coming out of that kind of COVID fog and wanting to get together and be in spaces that are bigger than their homes. So that, I have to tell you, Gary, I hate events. Since doing this job, I hate it. I don't like it at all. Can I do it? Yes. I'd rather be the person that shows up and make sure stuff gets done and looks good and I fix things. I don't want well, to be the one dealing with it. I, I, you know, <laughs> I don't want to do contract stuff and I don't want to go back and forth on the color of napkins and, ta and tablecloths and centerpieces. So yes. we have live together for this reason at least <laughs> that, i love, you I love that stuff i have no doubt that you love that stuff um our system was never put in place so there was i had i've been trying to build you know a process of how do we you know what walk the customer through the experience and and address all the, the needs along the way and on top of that while trying to create a process for our custodial team and our maintenance team and it finally uh, the overall management team decided that my skill sets would be best served supporting the custodial maintenance and overall operations of the of the building and hire hire an event staff person to handle all the event stuff. So uh, 75 percent of my time is about to become freed up so I can focus on on helping those teams build. And I'm pretty Have excited you to cover that position now, then. Yeah, those should be oh, starting cool. here in the next week or so. Okay. So then there, and then there'll be a training period. So I suspect by February, my time will be a lot, a lot freer. Good. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, just gosh, so many things have happened. We're looking at selling some property and reinvesting, looking at starting a small, my wife would like to start a small business, uh, like a craft and art um, space for costume designing and cosplay, as well as a teaching program for kiddos. I am looking at dissolving one of potentially dissolving one of my other companies just because COVID really impacted and I'd rather focus on Cornundrum and the wonderful people that we get to interact with on both interviews and then our, our followers that engage with us on social media. I, I just want to have my energy available for them and for us. So we're looking at restructuring and or dissolving that company. I did pass my PMP. I am a certified international national project manager uh, through the, the, uh, the, what's the body of called uh, Project Management Institute. There we go, PMI. That was the hardest exam I've ever had to go through. I'd rather do my bachelor's or my master's all over again than, than the study for that exam. But I'm glad I did it. I scored, I felt like I scored really, really well. Uh, they don't tell you what your actual score is. They just give you this diagram and they say you're in the, the far left you failed you're in the center you're okay if you're somewhere on the right you pass and i was on the far right side so i i gathered that means i did really no, well no, one of the few times that the far right is a good thing to be the only the this honestly the only time is when you got yeah. a scale like that <laughs> yes <laughs> I, yeah I, so thank for you for that day, you're on the far right uh, yeah yeah i'm on the far yeah. right of the pmp yeah. yes <laughs> um, my, my wife's mom has moved in with us and it will be with us for about a year and a half. Uh, she's in the middle of, uh, selling her home and, and building a home. So she's staying with us for a while. 
we joke because we kind of knew that was going to happen. And we had talked about that before we sold our last house, which would have been more than enough space uh, to have a third person living with us. But now we're half that size and it's a little cozy, but we're doing, we're doing good. We have really good boundaries, good communication. And honestly, those two things go very well with anybody, any sort of family dynamics. And I'm grateful that uh, it was already established prior to moving in. Like, here's what the expectations are. And um, yeah, we've been getting along really well and working on crafty stuff. I learned how to sew. I don't know if you, any of you guys have caught up on our uh, Instagram, but I've sewed my first thing ever. And it happens to be a cape from the Taz Universe, the Balance of Bureau uh, D&D podcast called The Adventure Zone. And I cosplayed Loop, which is Taco's sister who liches out. You don't know what I'm talking about. Not a clue. Finish listening to our episode and then check out the Adventure Zone Balance of Bureau series. There's 69 episodes. Noise. Huh? Or they don't have to, you know, Uh, make it like me and just, you know, be happy that, you know, that it excites you and. I go, I could care less about it, but you know. I got to, listen, this is my best part that I got to do during the break. Well, there's a lot, but one of my favorite things I got to do during our break is I actually got to go to the Emerald City Comic-Con in Seattle, and I actually got to meet the McElroy family twice. I got to meet them for a photo op, which they are fantastic. They're just, they ham it up. It's worth the money to go in just to like, have that brief experience with them. They they definitely uh, put on a good show, as it were. And then I got to meet them again for an autograph and and talk to them and thank them for their creativity. Because really, for it, those pictures, I I really that did make me jealous. That's a con. When I was younger, I loved to go to. It. I would go to it again in a heartbeat. It was so. the I felt safe. They had a lot of staff there. That both at the Sheridan and at the Washington Convention Center. And they also had just at the, was the con in general had additional staff. Everything was wiped down and cleaned. There was, I mean, considering how many people were there, it was still thousands of people. They did reduce the amount of uh, people in the space. And it was a great experience. It was, I loved every bit of it. I didn't mind that I had to wear a mask. Um, I had to make some changes to my costume because I was very particular. And I'm glad I did because when I took my took my mask off for that photo with the McElroy's. They they're literally dropped their jaw. They had no idea that I had a full face skeleton underneath my mask. But and I will that say that was the experience. The huh? Your mask huh? added to the costume though too from the pictures I saw. So yes, it was exactly. a great reveal. It, yeah. it really worked out well. Uh, in fact, I actually did all the makeup in a parking garage because I, mean, I practiced beforehand. And I thought it turned out really well. Anyway, it was a great experience. I loved it. I encourage anybody who even has an inkling to do cons to do so. Um, it's it's worth it. You get to meet your fellow nerds and who doesn't love that, right? And, and it's true. And and I I need to ask you guys, or I'm Desiree may know there, I don't if Emerald City Con, if that has always been Emerald City, I'm trying to remember, or did it use or is it a I remember because I used to go to Northwest Con, and I want to know if that was part of that or if that still goes on too. It, it could. Like- I don't. I don't know about the Western Con. I know it's. I've only known of Emerald City Con, but I do know that there are a handful of cons that have been around for quite a while that were quite popular, yeah. but they didn't manage the money well. 
So they weren't able to stick around for very long. And I think Emerald Cinecon has partnered up with some smart people and that's why they're able to stick around longer than, than the other one. But I don't know that for sure. Because there was, there's also a sci-fi con that was also being done, I think, out of Missoula um, for Star That's Trek. Fun. Isn't that there's a myth? There is a there used to be, you know, back when I used to do that kind of stuff. Which I, and again, I say I would still love to do that stuff. Just stuff that I got away from. But Missoula used to have a Miss Con, and then there and was they still one. do. And I love that one, and I remember there. And Mos Moscow used to be they, that. Yes, they, Mos Con, which I know that. I think they've been trying to get that one going again because at one point um Mike I don't Walsh know. They got that fucked up church out of there, part of my language. But they yeah. got a fucked up church out of there that's trying to get rid of us heathens. And that's basically any woman who thinks for themselves and anybody who's non-heteronormative. Well, you know, I get it, you know. So <laughs> I no, so, I don't get it. Okay. But I can so, see how the con wouldn't work, how, how the con might struggle coming back when you got that kind right. of influence. Oh, and it, yeah, it was, it's too bad because that was a really fun, small one. And I really yeah. used to The Renaissance Fair even struggles right now and the pride yeah, struggles. That, hey, so ask me something else that's happened. Okay, okay, okay. What else has happened, Gary? I am down to 179 pounds now. I'm sorry, this connection is broken. I can't, I can't understand you take the episodes over i'm not sure what happened here. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen thank you so much if you can still hear me thank you so much for being I'm just kidding <laughs> dude and that's I, fantastic so how much have you lost now uh i'm not i i it's over 140 pounds i can't tell you for sure how okay. much um nice. i just had to go by i actually because it's so warm, my shorts are too big on me. I had to go buy a new pair of shorts, and I bought a pair of shorts that was a 32-inch waist. So Wow. Did you get a belt? Because the belts are important for you. Oh, I well, I don't, I try not to wear a belt with, with my shorts. I think oh. that's a long. So I, I've really, most of the time, I've not ever done that. So, but oh. I usually, I, I try to wear, you know, with, with shorts, you wear suspenders, right? Yes, that, that or belts. You got to do one or the other. Well, I you know, try to do the suspenders and then I ha and then I do try to wear the crew cut socks with that too. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say right now, for all of you people out there, Desiree, I am kidding. I usually try not to wear belts with my shorts. I just don't like it. And I really, anymore, I couldn't wear, I wore, I do wear socks with my sandals if it's cold out, but fucking A, I'm in a place that's warm. So I, I that's not very necessary right now. Um, Fair enough. But um, yeah, so that's, uh, I'm really, and I, the doctor has said that, um, the surgeon said that I could lose another 19 pounds, but then I'll probably bounce back and I'll end up being right around 170. Um, I don't think I've sort of been where I'm at for like six weeks now. So I think I'm kind of hit where I'm going to stay, but we'll see. Okay. And I'm very happy folks. I, I was happy 40 pounds ago that I've lost the weight. So I'm, I'm great. So I don't want anybody going, you know, getting a hold of me, Gary, you, you, you don't, you know, you're, you're, you look great. Stuff like, oh, I feel, I, I feel I'm very happy. I feel I'm healthy. So don't worry. I'm not trying to lose more weight. It's just, the surgery does this to me. So, but I, I don't think I'm going to lose anymore. I think it's where I'm going to be, but we'll see. Nice. Uh, my yeah. wife and I started new. Uh, we've done it 
we have done it in the past, but we were so, so stressed out and we're not managing our time very well. And over the last month and a half or so, we've kind of cleaned up things, got ourselves reorganized. And especially since I've completed some of my five-year plans. Huh? Thank God, because you guys were such slobs. I, mean, I know. Like, so, gosh, such slobs. Yeah. So we re, we yeah. redid some five-year plans because we've achieved. Um, actually, I achieved my five-year plans in three years. So I had to redo my five-year oh, plans. Fuck anyway. Oh, fuck off. Hey, man, I'm I telling you, was- setting goals. I It seems super hard and silly and blah, blah, whatever. But I every single time I've done it, I have paid off large amounts of debt. I bought a house. I sold a house bought a car, sold a car, got, you know, I, every time I've, and those are just monetary examples. Um, but every time I've, I've set some sort of goal, whether it be a personal or financial or whatever, I've achieved it. And it, it just, for me, it works. I don't think everybody does. And I think there's different ways to set goals, but for me, I, I just, I love doing that. And one of those goals is, uh, not being so busy, like busy is fine, but need to make some more time to meditate and relax and reflect. Oh, hell yeah. All That's that because huge I, it's huge. It really is huge. And we could easily get sucked up in the drudgery of politics and anti-vaccine versus vaccine and Omicron versus Delta and airline travel sucking and job markets and blah. You know, we really could get into that or we can focus on the things that are good, how, how fantastic our neighbors are and how we look out for each other and talk about those things. And I, I like to spend a little more time reflecting if I can. How cute our animals are. Oh my gosh. My dogs are so freaking cute. So cute. You got to see them earlier today. My, our I, wonderful audience did not. I'll put pictures up for you guys. They're so stinking cute. That's one of the things I enjoy about coming down here. The Airbnb I'm staying at this time is different than when I moved to Gunnison is that I do have my cat brother with me, so I'm not alone this time. So that's Aww. I do have I get to have brother with me, and he he's he's been keeping me, you know, he's he's been making sure I keep it real. So you know, so so no matter how my day is going, when I get home, it's like Catch okay, hold me, pat me, feed me now, fucker. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So, um, did you? I thought we would get into what our topic of the day is unless you're mm-hmm. ready no, let's do stuff. it okay i can spend so, all day just talking to you and just ignore the fact that oh, we're yeah. doing a podcast <laughs> i know it's something that i i hope all of our listeners out there understand the fact that i could do the same thing with holly um but you know we do love you guys and do. actually appreciate the fact that I, I was talking with holly earlier we still have people who are listening to our old podcast and it's been what three months since we put it yeah, we, we did take a three month break we may not do that this coming coming season we'll probably do it like one month or two months um but yeah we took three months off and during that time we still had we're still connecting with you guys which is fantastic um we truly do believe that having having our voices out there telling our stories telling our history and connecting with people around the world uh is it's extremely important because if we don't do it then we're leaving it to somebody else to do it and who knows god who knows if that gets whitewashed or hetero hetero washed um so we just we just love that we have this opportunity to use this platform to connect with you guys and look forward to continuing to do that into season two 
Yeah, and that's that's where we're at. We're starting season two, and what we wanted to do is go review. Yeah. Um, what we um, part of what we just did review what our lives have been, but also review some of our favorite episodes. And did we want to start off with the one that we agree, both of us agree is our favorite episode of last year? Absolutely. And I think many of our listeners would also agree. Uh, If you listen to our whole series, you probably say, yep, that one right there was the, was the best. And that one was uh, when we did, when we did our thing on, on queer punk Uh with Brandon uh, Dudley. And it was, for so many reasons, I think that was our, our our favorite. It, as I went back and listened to almost all of them while we've been off, I'm gonna say there are some things we could have done better with it. And each each episode, you've seen me do better, but it was just still my my one of my favorite episodes. My favorite episode we did last year, partially because Brandon's amazing. And, Brandon is definitely amazing. Also, an amazing yeah. artist and really educated us on queer cores or queer punk is uh, yeah, also core. known as, but queer core and, and just the many, many subcultures of LGBTQ that kind of fall in that kind of spin off of queer core and like what queer core means. And um, I don't know, it was, it, especially he was our uh, first guest that we got to bring onto our show and we learned something new which is the whole point of doing our podcast is to learn something new and to share with you guys and i felt like just brandy brought that personality and brought his charm and his knowledge uh so i really appreciated that so that's why i too think that it was our our best and my favorite episode that we did and for our listeners that's uh, episode 14 queer core um fantastic go ahead the thing that was like we said at the time even is the fact that um that it it was from a time period that I should have known about. It was literally from when I was a teenager and into my early twenties. I should have known about it. I had no clue about it. Right. Um, partially because I was trying to hide outside of myself so much. But yeah, but this is where the queer conundrum part comes in really well. Is that you and I wanted to learn aspects of the queer culture which we don't know or we don't know well enough and i love the episodes like that where we got to learn stuff exactly yeah and then my second favorite one um is a toss-up god it's a toss-up i'll pick one just pick one Uh, fine okay jojo swift there you go fine you may that that was the next episode we did after our interview with with brandon um we no, it wasn't. It was, uh, it was episode. Yeah, it was episode 15. Yeah, it was oh, really? the next oh, episode. Yeah. Jojo Suya, uh, okay. comes out in true fashion is the name of that episode. Um, and I, what I liked about that is we have this young individual who's an entrepreneur. If you want to know what a definition of an entrepreneur is, just watch, just look up Jojo Suya, this kiddo, the family all together, supporting each other, making this happen. I really hope there's no dark skeletons in the closet because this woman is on fire, uh, has come out, came out uh, on social media regarding her lover and uh, how even then they're still t- exploring who they are, that they're not pigeonholing themselves into to one out- letter of the alphabet. But just at this point in her life, this is where she's at, uh, while still putting out a lot of positivity and love out there. 
And I love it because when I see the kids now, you know, bopping their way to school and they got these giant bows in their head, I know that that's a Jojo Swick bow or at least inspired bow. And so I don't know, it makes me happy, warm and fuzzy. And I learned a lot uh, about, you know, what our, what our young, young are doing in social media and for each other. So that's what I like Jojo Swick episode. You, what's your second? My, my favorite for the second episode is uh, the kiss that we did about uh, about Star, tar, Star yeah. Trek Discovery. Episode and two, I believe. Yeah, um, I think it was episode two, because yeah, we did, because we did, we talked about Next Generation on the 25th, and then we did episode two on yeah. New Year's Day. Yeah. And that, I love that one just because, first of all, we got to nerd out, you know. Which is we, always we, good. Yeah, uh, Holly and I, we, we have different areas that we like, but the one thing we both agree on is Star Trek, even though I think Deep Space Nine is better than Voyager. <gasps> and say that. But anyway, Whatever. That we were able Gateway's to back out. in Prodigy, by the way, and, and <laughs> owning it. Say that again. Um, Janeway. Kate oh, Maduro yeah. is in um, the, the animated series oh, yeah. Prodigy. Yeah. Um, we watched a couple. We watched a couple episodes of that, and then we got sidetracked with work and shit, and are going to get back into just binging the rest of it. But uh, on on the episode of the uh, the, the kiss, mm-hmm. I just I love I love the fact that we were able to talk about Star Trek finally having, even though it's just a one off episode, uh, you know, about a same sex kiss. It was with our favorite character, Jadzia Dax. Gosh, yes. Um, Ollie we can't said, we can't agree that she's our favorite, right? Oh yeah, and she's hot. I'll even say she's hot, you know. And so, um, I love the fact that we, that they. I love the fact in that episode. I always go back to watch that episode, and when you see her and her uh, former wife, former lover, and, yeah, yeah, that you see them kiss, and you see when they pull apart, you see the the, the spit, you see a spit string coming, right? It just says how much these two actresses, who were both straight, but how yes. they invested into that part. And so I loved that, that we were, and I just loved how much we nerded out as I was talking to Holly earlier mm-hmm. um, about this episode. We have come so far since we did this yeah. episode. We learned, because we learned so much, both as, uh, as, as co-hosts, and creators of shows and con- you know the content in general yeah. um but also just about the materials that we're, we're we're putting out there so and i mean there's so many things that we have learned along the way maybe one day we'll we'll sit down and actually mark out all the things that we've learned or we won't because we, we one of the things that we are we're both really good at but it's also a bad thing is we are very both it's very hypercritical with ourselves and so maybe it's not a good idea for us to really go through and list the shit we did wrong and just move forward with the stuff we're doing right, which I think we're learning from. So absolutely. Um, and then you had a third. What I did. Your- I Billie Jean King. Yes. Which I honestly that and K-pop were, were was really good, or, but for different reasons. Um, what I liked about Billie Jean King, who also has a book coming out soon, by the way, uh, we talked about it, that in our episode, uh, episode 12, Billie Jean King on and off the court. Um, 
I may, I feel like maybe it's, it wasn't 12. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on what number it was. Anyway, it was, it was a really good episode for me because one, we have this athletic individual who just kicked ass in a time that was really even more rough than it is now. Like we still get shit for being non-heteronormative. Um, but I felt like for her, she was, she was outed. She was outed in a, in a, in a nasty way and still, still hung out, hung in there, still performed, still kicked ass and is still making changes in the world of sports and for women. Yeah. So and the, I, the, very true. She was, Oh my God. And I just lost the name. The, the woman, the, the tennis player who is in China. Oh who, gosh. Yes. Uh, who, uh, who lived, uh, anyway, shoot. <laughs> Billie yes. Jean King are the first people who came out and said, we need that we we need to cancel the Olympics going there until we hear that she's okay. Um, and she was one of the first athletes to come out with that. And then other people followed her, but I love that about her. She is she doesn't once she came out, she said, "Fuck you all! I'm going to be who yes. I am." Yes, yes. And that. that was episode that was episode twelve because we did the women at Stonewall after that. And then, queer, and then Queer Core was 14, and then 15 was JoJo Suya. So I was and off actually, my numbers earlier. Um, Stonewall, which is hilarious, that works out well, because really, the more I thought about it, that was probably, that was probably my third favorite episode. And I yeah. say that because somebody who's a voice of God uh, <laughs> hollered about that episode. Um, the while, voice while of we, God, also known as my wife. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Anyway, so but and I sort of gave her a hard time about it, but really I did enjoy that episode. Um because well it's a lot of it, our root in history, a, a pivotal point yeah. of our history um happened yeah. right you know before, but leading up to that moment is Stonewall. And it was just and it, you know, it's funny because here I am, I'm of the age group that I knew about Stonewall, and I thought, oh, I know all the shit. I do, but you and I doing the deep dive we do on these topics, I learned a lot of stuff I had no clue about. Right? I really thought it was, I really did until looking into it more. I, honest to God, thought it was a bunch of white cis males who did Stonewall. I really did. Right? And if, well, and that's were, because that's like, how our history yeah. has kind of, I don't know, in a way has, has perverted the truth of, of our history. And, and in a way, why you and I ended up doing doing this podcast. Oh, yeah. First, for me, it was Sten because the McElroys doing their podcast at D&D and not knowing what the hell they were doing, but they were brave enough to just step out there and try it anyway. And I'm like, okay, well, here's some creative people that don't know anything and are doing something. I want to do something. What do I want to do it on? And I'm sitting there in, real, in a conversation with somebody and I knew nothing. I knew next to nothing about Stonewall. And I was like, that is so wrong. Like, why is that? Why don't I know any of this? And I realized it's because we've been sheltered in some way in our education and our society or whatever. I don't and know we if just, sheltered is the right word, but. Yeah, I can't think, what is the white word? I don't we, know what the right been, word is. We've been more whitewashed. I mean, that's, that's. A yeah. Way. I mean, so, like that's putting it truthfully. It, our yeah. understanding has been whitewashed. I mean, the same thing happens in similar, I shouldn't say same, similar has happened with the Native American cultures. It's get the, the fact is, is that 
white people from another country came in and decimated an entire people for their land. Like, we don't need to deny that that's happened. We don't need to deny that slavery happened. We don't need to deny that we've been, as society has been cruel to queer people. We need to learn from that so that we don't do that again and we can grow together and make a better future for ourselves and for the, and for our children. So I don't know, I get, I get a little pissy. I know, I know. No, you're good. Can I go off queer thing just for a minute? Yeah. So and actually, because you just you mentioned Native American and indigenous people. Um, so I was just this just showed up on my Twitter feed. Um, today in 1862, U.S. forces lynched 38 Dakota men. President Lincoln ordered the executions after a six-week uprising of uh, Dakota people against white settlers after the U.S. broke its promise to deliver food and supplies to local tribes in exchange for the surrender of tribal land. No. So I just, just so I had, even though it had nothing to do with queer culture, I had to bring that up because that just says it all right there. It's that same kind of thing that that this has been going on. I mean, we talk we're, about- We're repeating it. We're repeating oh, the yeah. same shit yeah, so over and over again. So something that, you know, it's something that, I mean, I'm 55 and I'm glad I hate that some stuff I've learned, but I'm glad I'm still learning at 55. I'm glad that that there's right. things I'm finding out. And that's, I think, one of the joys of this podcast um, is, is learning. And Stonewall, I think that was the one that was a truly, I was having fun with this thing. Oh, shit. We, yeah, we're, God, we're just fucking awesome. But that episode made me start going, okay, I need to start paying more attention to to what's going on around me. That one really, because again, I don't want history repeating itself and you can see it is. And it is. So and one I of the things like, that I hope that we achieve with our podcast is that we're, we're, bringing, we're bringing at least a question in the mind, a conversation and understanding, whatever that is. I'm hoping that that's what we are a part of by doing our podcasts. And then I think if we each at this point um, we could each say one more that was our favorite. And I, I love your, I, I'm assuming your next one is K-pop. Is that, you know? Yes. Yes. And, so, and tell them why, one of the reasons I love it. So <laughs> one of the reasons I loved it is your reaction. <laughs> Gary just was just beside himself because it wasn't, <laughs> it's not even remotely close to, I would, no offense, but generation. Like it's just, oh, yeah, no. I'm it's old. not something that was in a purview. And so when we were learning about it and watching YouTube videos and stuff like that, even then it's still, I mean, you could see the appeal. I think, oh, I yeah. think you saw the appeal, but it's yeah. just, it, your reaction in that episode <laughs> cracked me up. I was just like, this is so indicative of the generational gaps between us, which is another reason why I love doing the show with you is we have two very unique perspectives oh, yeah. um, for so many reasons and that we get to share that with our audience and then having that natural reaction. We're talking about BTS. You're like, what? And that first one I heard of P BTS, I thought, <laughs> I thought it was a sex thing. I thought it was like code for something like that. I'm like, BTS, like, what does that mean? And then lo and behold, I, I was completely wrong. And I, I love the more fact that I'm able to now look at the commercials when uh -huh. they're, when most people go, oh, I know them. I couldn't fucking tell you unless it's them. It what if it's some other people? What group there? But I do know them. You know, right. I could say, 
right i think they're you know and i felt so cool with dean because you know you know well dean's not the most pop culture reference person anyway but <laughs> oh, i know who they are you know <laughs> yes they've been in a few them. commercials i'm like hey that's k-pop right there that's a bts k-pop and um i just actually saw a really cool song listen to a really cool a uh, thing on npr where yeah. they talk about k-pop and it's uh relationship to R&B, which I love R&B. And so I go, okay, that actually made me connected better because I already knew enough about K-pop going, oh, that makes sense. See, just that little nugget, just that little nugget from that episode has already transformed your life. And so that's- Completely. (laughs) That's why I liked it. That's why it's on my my short list. I've seen synchronized dance moves with other people. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) I can see you doing that. If you start doing that though, I need video evidence. Oh, okay, no problem. It's the <laughs> All right, that was my third. What's what's your third? Oh, my um, my third. I I gotta gone back and forth on this one, but really, I'm gonna go with the Eugene Levy one. Um, oh, Dan Le- the Eugene Dan Levy. Dan, Dan, yeah, Dan Levy. Yep. Because first of all, it was the first episode that we did that really kind of exploded, you know, for us anyway, the ratings wise, we, we got a, a lot of downloads of it. We did. Um, but I also, um, I love the fact that Holly and I both love that show. And I've Schitt's watched- Creek is times. on my list of rewatch this month, this January. Right. Well, and I've watched it like three times now. From yeah, beginning this will be our fourth. <laughs> yeah. I still like when he, when, um, um, he gets serenaded to by his boyfriend. Oh, I still- and mom and mom goes, Shh, my son's being yeah. serenaded. <laughs> See, and I'm going to still, I, I, I get here. I just think about that. Um, yeah. I think about that, that scene among few others that I've yeah. had, I've had moments in my life where I've wanted to do that, but been so terrified because I'm doing that to another woman. I'd be singing to another woman or I'd be dancing or, with another woman in public and just the the overture what that means to people i just i've always been afraid of it and i'm not now i mean i'll dance in the middle of the grocery store and i'll sing terribly off key uh, made up songs and i think about i think about that 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 particular episode in schitt's creek it's just oh yeah it's not as good (laughs) it's not as cute but the intention is there it's a it's a good show Oh, it is. And it's something that I will continue. We will have more arguments, quote unquote arguments, about us doing an entire episode just on Schitt's Creek. Because we kind of didn't, we did stuff on Eugene Levy and stuff, but I think we do an entire episode just on Schitt's Creek and just do it again. But whatever, you seem not to like that idea, but I love it. Oh, now hold on. I'm going (laughs) to call you out in front of all of our listeners. I will do a full episode on Schitt's Creek, no problem. I remember texting you on that one when you said no. So I'm just going to say, yeah, you did. But that's cool. We're in a different space now. Both of us. We are in a different space. And let's accept that that's where we are now. Yeah. No, I, I love it. Let's I love it. That. Just, um, and I love the fact that um, Dan Levy wanted to make sure that there was ne- that it was always accepting on the show, that it yeah. was never. And I love that. Uh, I just love all of that part of it that. And so that makes me love him even more. And 
And yeah, I'd probably, you know, if you came and wanted to be a part of my life, I'd tell you to go hide in the corner so I could spend time with you. I, I might do the same with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but for maybe different reasons, I'm not sure. Um, he's just a beautiful human being. And, and I, I hope he continues to put out amazing content um, that, oh, changes, that changes our world. And and it starts with people like him, which is was, was the point of that episode where we focused on Dan Levy and uh, the, the work that they have put themselves uh, that they have put out there and the support from their family has been fantastic so yeah and again really that to reiterate on that part though is that he dan levy wanted to make sure that all the that all queer characterization on that show was put in a positive light he didn't ever want there to even be a moment of negative negativity no there was so many there was moments where they did a great job where you instinctively started putting in that You're negative awake. twist because hollywood has done that for years they put some sort of negative twist on on just homosexuality in general yeah. before there was all the different like definitions and clarity of what those what that means and I found myself being ready to put that negative spin on it. And it turned out to be completely opposite and beautiful and well done. And, what and one thing I love about it is that in this show, the, the, the queer characters feel all very organic. Yeah. We're, we're hitting this, we're, we're getting the pendulum going the way now where there's time I've been watching a show and they're going, oh, look, they've got, 2.5 people of color there's one queer person okay they're trying they're hitting all the marks you know what i mean and you get yeah. that impression and stuff but you didn't ever once yeah I, ne I never anyway felt that way watching shit's creek it just always felt very organic how it was going so yeah and don't get me wrong i'm loving that people are trying to hit all the that's a good thing that they're trying to hit all the marks i'm glad they're doing that because it'll lead mm -hmm. to us i'm on that note i have to say and it's not queer but if you guys have not watched Reservation Dogs, do it. It's a wonderful Reservation Dog or Reservoir Dogs. Uh, uh, no, Reservation Dogs. It's it's a series on um, Hulu. Oh, comedy drama series. Okay, yeah, that's a new it, one. It is. Uh, it's it's about indigenous people, and it's all in it's an all indigenous cast and. It is, oh my gosh, you get to see these layers and they're stupid and they're intelligent and they're everything in between. So just, just you, you, everybody should watch that show just to, just to see this. All right. All right. All right. So I think that pretty much, I think that covers yep. all that we wanted to talk about in our, our so-called quote unquote topic of the week. So Holly, do you want to talk about our topic for next week? Yes. Uh, before I do that, I will tell our audience here, we are not going to be doing the Queer Corner. Uh, that is something that we'll reserve in another uh, venue and another environment, but we're not going to do that here on our show any longer. Um, but keep your ears out because we may be doing something different with that. Our next show next week, I am have been diving into the Lavender Screen, which is the gay and lesbian films and it was written by Boz Handley. And it's intriguing. It goes through like from the 30s all the way up to the early 90s on just the LBGTQ in Hollywood. Both straight people playing gay parts, gay, gay, gay straight, lesbian, whatever, pay, playing other parts, 
um, how scenes were deleted or <laughs> how any lesbian content was deemed unfit for the young audience and had to have a particular rating put on it. Well, I get it. Les lesbianism is, ew, I don't get ew. it. Ew. I now, I mean, I get it if we're talking about like nudity and stuff like that, sure, but um, there's just, there's some interesting historical things that have happened there and uh, I look forward to to picking out a decade and diving into that with Gary. Oh, you don't want to do the one we talked about? I'm good with that. I think that's a great decade. You know, so what Gary's talking about is we were talking about maybe doing the 80s because let's face it, so most of us are probably 80s babies in some ways. Uh, the fact is AIDS was a thing and a lot of uh, f the film industry around just anything outside of the heteronormative was wasn't really put out there they really kind of died down and picked back up in the mid 90s and yeah. so i'm toying with the actually moving it to a little bit earlier before the lavender scare uh before the aids crises um and going okay. into kind of what 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 we what we I would might say enjoy doing i would say if we did the 70s then that'd be a good yeah. one because they were there was some real. great stuff in the 60s and the 70s i was like i'm I'm glad I'm in the world I'm in now and the stuff that we're putting out now. I have to say though, if I would that back then I'd be even excited then because of the content that people were creating was risque at the time, but it was also the human condition from the perspective of, of German, French, Russian, American, all these different cultures were putting out something that was not the typical white superhero whatever homestead style of film production they were actually putting out these things that were a struggle people struggled with their sexual identity and others didn't and what does that look so, like and anyway i wanted then i'm just gonna i'm gonna say we need to do the 70s then because okay. it's a good it's a good renaissance period where you'll see them in the movies but also to me what was more fascinating is you actually started to see some of this in tv series yeah and so i think it's i think it's a good one to do i so okay. I said that next one we'll do is that then i know it's really pick but you know me well you and i both have control issues so i'm really making this but then we're going to do the 70s so. <laughs> we should we should probably figure that out maybe do like yeah. a coin flip or gosh a bond or something where somehow the choices are taken out of our hands and we just have to do whatever lands in front of us that sounded wrong i'm gonna take that back anyway but right so yeah we'll do we'll do about the 70s next weekend as a, as a thing to every a studying guide for everybody besides could you name the book that you were talking about yeah it's called the lavender screen by balls handley h-a-d-l-e-i-g-h it was written in the early 80s and redone in 2001 and yes lavender screen but i'm gonna say a movie that you guys should watch that um you guys should watch oh yes um i thought it was the lavender screen but I'm, i was wrong holly i can say that and you know occasionally say that so yeah i got it i have it recorded now the documentary that is an amazing documentary about this is called the celluloid closet oh and okay. with nothing to you except that lily tomlin is the narrator and it's, uh, again, an amazing piece of film work. And it, again, it's a wonderful learning history. So 
that's I, the, I look I'll listen I'll watch that one and Silkwood is another one that I want to watch a share and um Meryl Streep Kurt Meryl Russell. Streep yeah yeah about three mile island you know yeah and yeah. there's more than that yes the uh shares character anyway anyway we're gonna talk about that next week sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh guys it's so great to see you ish in the in the like astral plane of of existence but it is so good to be back ready to launch yes. into season two hope you guys we are doing guys. well happy new year welcome to 2022 guaranteed to be better I have an asterisk on there. You can't see it, but there's an asterisk on there. You can read the subtext on that later in 2023. It almost has to be better. It almost, yeah, it has, almost to be. has to be. If we are better and other people are better, then collectively it should be better. If you all get your, if you get your boosters, it's going to be great. Everybody it's going to be fantastic. Booster. Where are you You mad? get a booster and you get a booster and everybody get a booster. So until then, <laughs> All right. I, that is our okay. show, guys. Thank you so much for connecting with us. We look forward to seeing you guys this season. Shoot us uh, messages on our Instagram or Twitter, and we will connect with you there. And until next time, be well. And be queer, you wonderful fuckers. Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum. Connect with us on Facebook. Instagram. Twitter at Queernundrum Podcast. And email us at Queernundrum at Queernundrum.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well. And be queer. <laughs>